name of Jesus. Amen. Dear saints of God, all of us on a very basic level, well, most of us anyways, are trying to stay alive. <laughs> we are trying in some fundamental way to not be dead. This motivates just about everything that we do. But not Jesus. He comes to die. That's what he's doing on a donkey on Palm Sunday, riding into Jerusalem. Ride on, ride on in majesty, in lowly pomp, ride on to die. Jesus comes not to accomplish great things with his life, but to accomplish great things with his death. And it's good for us to consider this, especially during this last week of Lent, Holy Week. But it should be our constant thought and our constant meditation, our, our entire lives, thinking about the cross of Jesus. For on that cross, He wins for us everything that we need. He takes upon Himself our sin so that He might give to us His perfection. Paul writes, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as something to be grasped after, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. He who is the greatest of all, the very Son of God, the Creator of the universe, the One who does all things well, He who is most highly exalted, He comes in lowliness and humility, He comes despised and forsaken, He comes rejected and crucified and dead. This is how He comes for you. Because Jesus knows that the only way for you and I to have life, real life, true, eternal life, is for Him to have death, for Him to die. Somebody has to die for sin. Someone has to suffer the consequences for all of these actions. The wrath of God over sin and unbelief will go somewhere, and it should go on us. We are the sinners. We're the ones that have broken God's commandments. We are the ones that by our unbelief and other great shame and vice have brought down the wrath of God. And if you ever wonder about that, if you ever wonder what your sin deserves, then simply look at Jesus writhing on the cross, crying out in the darkness and abandonment from God. That's what sin deserves. But Jesus says, no, I'll suffer it instead, instead of you. I'll have the wrath. I'll have the rejection. I'll have the anger, the punishment, the agony. I will have it so that you will not. And that's what the cross is. Jesus suffers God's wrath so that God delights in you. Jesus is punished for your sin so that you could be rewarded with His righteousness. Jesus is forsaken by God so that the Father would never, ever leave or forsake you. 
Jesus is stricken by God, smitten, so that we would be blessed by Him. Jesus is accounted a sinner so that the Father would account you as righteous and perfect and holy and blameless in His sight. Jesus takes all of our sin, all of our death, all of our misery, all of our nonsense and shame. He takes it so that He can give to us all of His life, all of His mercy, all of His heaven, all of His goodness. And this great mystery, the mystery of the cross... The mystery of the death of our Lord Jesus is a wonderful comfort to us. Jesus died for you. And all of this suffering and dying was not pleasant for our Lord. (laughs) I don't think we need to remember that, but perhaps it's helpful. He was a man. He fully knew the agony that was involved. The flesh being torn off his back, he felt that the bite of the Roman whip, the thorns pressing in to his scalp, the nails driven through his hands and his feet, the spit dripping off of his face, the mockery of the unbelievers, the flight of his disciples, the abandonment of God which is torturous. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where the eternal and unbroken love between the Father and the Son, a love that knew no beginning and no limit, a love that's broken. For Jesus was there stricken not just by the unbelievers. He was abandoned not just by His his disciples, but He was stricken and abandoned by God Himself. And not because of anything that He did, but because of everything that you and I have done. And if the mystery is profound of the cross, consider this, dear saints, that this agony and this suffering and this abandonment and this And this cross, this is exactly what Jesus wanted. Not the suffering part. We know He didn't want to suffer. We we heard Him praying three times in the garden, if it's possible, let the cup pass from me. He didn't want that. And He didn't want the shame. Hebrews reminds us of that. It's looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame. He didn't want the agony. He didn't want to, uh, to, to suffer the shame of the cross. He didn't want to go to these utter depths of humiliation. But He did want you. You to be with Him. You to be forgiven. And if this is what it will take, if this is what it will take to have you, and to give you life and salvation, and the forgiveness of our sins, then the Lord Jesus says, so be it. He'll mount the donkey. He'll ride into Jerusalem. He'll give His back to those who strike. His his cheeks to those who pull out His beard. His face to those who spit on it. He will give Himself into death for you. We sing the hymn like this. Alas, and did my Savior bleed? And did my Sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? Yes, he would. And he did for you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.